Blog Talk Radio. Can you feel it? Make me, make me, make me feel the radio. All right, all right, all right. We are getting ready to get this party started. Can you hear me out there and ready your land? I couldn't wait to get on here to talk to y'all today. Let's give it a round of applause. That round of applause is for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacy. I am your host this Sunday night and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. I could not wait to talk to you guys today. This show is going to be quite, quite, quite funny. And we get to dive into a topic that I kind of... I'm happy to admit that I'm not into because I've been married for eight years. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved being single when I was single. But now that I've been married, I kind of like being married. So I get to pick the brain of all of you single folks out there and figure out what's going on in the neighborhood, what is going on in our dating world. What do we expect of the men? What do we expect of women? and everything in between. So I am going to get started, but I'm going to give you some tidbits, some things that we need to be aware of and some things that we need to know. What's going on in our community? So let's get started there, and then we can bring our special guests on, and we can get this party started. So first things first, Make Me Feel It Radio presents Confessions. The play. The play is next Saturday, September the 24th, starts at 4 o'clock. The vendors will be there and set up, ready for you to buy some things. 4 o'clock p.m. And what vendors do we have? We have Ed the Man. He's a massage therapist. We have Simple Wellness, my homegirl, Angie B, Angie B. She going to become, I don't even know what she bringing. She probably brings some good stuff, guys, I'm telling you. She does body oils. She also makes skirts, and she also makes jewelry. Angie got it going on. You might want to stop past her table first. No, stop past my table first, and then you can move on to Angie's table. But, so Angie's going to have some things for you. She's going to have some body oil. She's going to have some jewelry, and she's going to have some skirts. Hopefully she'll make me a skirt because that's my best friend, and I've been asking for a skirt for a minute. So hopefully she'll surprise me and bring me one. All right. We're also going to have Miss Angelique Grimes, who is our COT. She's going to have T-shirts. All right, so y'all know I'm my own engineer, right? So you know I'm the behind-the-scenes person. I'm the in-front-of-the-scenes person. I am the scene person. So if you hear me pause, that means I'm working on something behind the scenes, and I apologize, but don't worry about it. Back to what I was saying. We are going to have Miss Angelique Grimes, who is the owner of COT Apparel, and COT is Creatures of Thought. 
She's going to have T-shirts, and I am so excited. I can't wait to see her. She went to high school with me, and pretty cool lady, I must admit. We cut it up in high school and still today. We are also going to have myself. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Make me feel the radio. I'm going to be there. So my name's Stacy. I know you already know that, right? Okay, so I'm going to have shea butter. I'm going to have lotion. And that's all we're going to do for my table because i got things to do. <laughs> I love myself. I think I'm funny. Um, And last but not least, certainly not least, we are going to have a good girlfriend there, Teresa, and she is the owner of Eyeslag. So we're going to get our shade on. Those glasses she sell, oh, yes, 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 everything I want to be in life. So everybody knows that I am the person that I'm – when it comes to my parents, I am dramatic. I like the shock factor. I like people saying or looking at me like, hmm, how did she even put that together? That's my thing. Her glasses give me life. I love those glasses. Okay, so now, moving on. And if you like tickets, we still have a few tickets available, $15 tickets for the play Confessions. It is a one-woman interactive play, which means she's going to be acting, and this is my good girlfriend, uh, Delight Taylor. She is the actress for the night. She's going to act, and she's going to play the role of different women. As she's acting, she's going to be interacting with the audience. So that means as she's acting, she's going to be throwing some questions out there to the audience, and you are perfectly welcome to holler back. This is a good play. This is an adult event. We're going to talk about some things that adults like to talk about and some things that you might have some concerns about. So we want to keep it real. I guess people keep saying, I mean, you know, I guess we still say keep it real, keep it 100, whatever the, whatever you're saying is. But we're going to have some fun with this. So this is a play, but you're going to laugh. You're going to be serious. You're Hopefully you won't cry. But if something makes you cry, then cry on. But it's a good play, and it's it. the premise is to start us talking. I want to start um, doing stuff all around the city. I want to have different plays. I want to have different events. I want to have different focus groups to get people talking. So one of the things I think that will push us ahead as a society, as a people, is that we talk about different topics freely. Um, So no matter what your opinion is, no matter what you think about it, I think you should be able to go somewhere, kind of talk about it, kind of get it out and, you know, put it out in the atmosphere, put it out in the universe and have good dialogue. As adults, we don't always want to go to the club and turn up, but don't, don't get me wrong. I'm turn up queen. So if it's a good party and it's going to have good music and good drinks, I'm there. I'm not against turning up at the club. Not at all. All I'm saying is, but I don't always want to go to the club. Sometimes I want to go to an event where, you know, me and a husband get a babysitter or me and my homegirls go out together or I go to you alone. I should have that option. And I want an event that even if I want to go by myself or if I want to go with my homegirls or if I want to go to my with my husband, it should be a good event. And this is that. That's what I'm trying to create in Baltimore. So the event is this Saturday, the 24th, starts at 4 o'clock. We're going to say it's over at 8. We're going to try to stick to that, but it depends on how good of a time we have. Tickets are $15. 
their $20 at the door. Vendors will be set up and ready to go at 4 o'clock, and the show will, the play will start at 5 o'clock. But I jumped topics. I know I was talking about something else first, and then I had to remember to come back. I'm so excited. You know, I'm be talking all night. Y'all gonna have to shut me up. Anyhow, um, but I want to start doing events all around city where you know you come out. If you need to get a babysitter, you get a babysitter. Um, if you don't have children, then you know you come out. You have a good time. Good adult <clears throat> conversation. Excuse me. Um, and it's good fun. Um, it's laughter. We're gonna think. You know, I'm a thinking person. I'm not a person to kind of just go places and just be somewhere and it does not uh, inquire me or require me to use intellect. I'm a thinking person. So if I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to dress up, I want to go somewhere where I'm going to have fun, but it's not I'm just going to be sitting somewhere just dumb. Like, no. These events are those events. I'll it's going to be worth you getting a babysitter. It's going to be worth you coming out the house, and you're guaranteed to have a good time. We're good people. So I hope you come out. If you need tickets, you can call me, 410-710-8739. Tell me you need a ticket. You can pay on PayPal, or you can, well, this is your last week, so... I suggest you get your tickets because we did not do a lot of tickets because I wanted it to stay an intimate event, and I wanted everyone to feel free to kind of be able to talk and have fun and we not run, you know, three or four hours. But So I kept it small. So the tickets will be sold out, I'm quite sure. Um, we only have one week to go, and I'm down to my last few tickets. So if you want to come out next Saturday to a play, one woman interactive play. Please hit me up or send me an email, Stacy L Ferguson at no no that's wrong. Stacy L Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. So Stacy S T A C Y the letter L Ferguson F E R G U S O N seven seven at gmail dot com. A couple other things that is on the list for me to tell you about that's going on in my in our neighborhood is, and I participated in this uh, spring cleanup, um, the earlier part of this year. So now the fall cleanup is um, coming up, and it is going to be um. Hold on tight, cause I'm looking for it. Cause I don't see it, and I thought I already had it up. Fall cleanup. Here we go. You have to call three one one to sign up for the mayor's fall cleanup, and it basically is you come out, you sweep up your neighborhood, clean up all the debris, trash, get your neighbors involved. It's a good day to you know kind of. Talk to your neighbors. Um, help out in the community. Make your neighborhood nice and clean. It's nothing like, nothing like coming home to a nice, clean neighborhood. I did it last year, and so I will be doing it again. You have to call 311, and they will um, ask you what your location is or what neighborhood you live in. They will also, the city also provides trash bags. Um, so you go to the 
I can't think of the name of the place, but there's a place that, where they'll give you the information once you call 311, register in your neighborhood. You'll go to the place, you'll pick up your trash bags, and then the day of the cleanup, they will have a uh, trash truck come around to collect all your debris at the end of the day. So it's pretty cool, and I participated last year, and I'm sure I will do it again this year. Um, so, again, that's the fall cleanup, save the date, October the 22nd, 2016, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you would like to register your neighborhood, call 311, and they'll get some information from you, and it's on. Some other things that are going on in our community or our neighborhood is um, there are uh, details of a $100 million benefits agreement between Sigamore and the city, um, a newly brokered memorandum of understanding city leaders and Sigamore development totals $100 million in private investment from Kevin Plank's real estate arm under a citywide benefits agreement expected to be unveiled on Thursday. So if you need more information about that, please send me an email. I'll send you the link. Ravens tribute for the 15th anniversary of 9-11 attacks. Seven, Sunday marks the 15th anniversary of 9-11 and the Ravens planned acknowledgement to honor the victims who lost their lives, the first responders and military members who rose up in service, and the survivors who have endured. So that happened last weekend. Um, I didn't get a chance to go, but if you did, I hope it was very nice. Um, H&S Bakery launches a $15 million expansion in Fells Point. Um, that should be underway pretty soon. The expansion of the building is located at 623 South Caroline Street. I'm quite sure that will mean more jobs will be opening in the city, so please stay on top of that. That should be really nice. H&S Bakery has been here in Baltimore, family-owned, for 73 years. For 73 years. That's pretty cool. Um, and in other news, three Baltimore neighborhoods to share a $5 million award to address mental health issues. Um, that's a good thing because a lot of times we kind of look over or do not tap into that. Uh, community, people with uh, mental health issues, and it's good that Baltimore is putting money into helping those people because we all have family or maybe us who have mental health issues, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're crazy. It just means mentally you may need some extra help more than someone else would. Um, so I'm glad that Baltimore is taking the time out to tap into that and help us all. That is it for the news for this week, and let's get ready to rumble. We getting ready to get this party started, y'all. So let's start with our special guest for tonight. Our special guest for tonight, her name is Shawnee Taylor. And first of all, I want to say, I live vicariously through Shawnice, and I just met her um, not too long ago through another friend. But when I tell you this lady is always out and about in the queue, I love it, I love it, I love it. And she's always doing something different, and she's she always posts 
post the pictures on Facebook so we all are aware of what's going on, what she doing. I love it. I love people who are not afraid to first go places by themselves because when I was single, and even to this day, I go a lot of places by myself, and I usually have a lot of fun. Um, The other thing is it's not always you know, the club scene or the hip-hop scene or the, you know, we have house music and club music in Baltimore. It's not always that scene. Sometimes she goes to, um, like, she went on a boat event, um, a boat cruise and dinner. Um, and then, you know, festivals, different things that's around the city. She is a thrifter. I love, love, love me some thrifters. So I'm at the thrift shop all the time. You never know what you can find in there. Um, so I'll just... I, Thank you, Shanice, for always being out and about and kind of filling us in on what's going on around in the city. So without further ado, we will get this party started tonight, and we will be talking about the dating scene. So let's bring Shanice on, and we'll give her a round of applause as we bring her on, because we want to thank her for sharing Okay, maybe not. Wait a minute. Aw. Hey, <laughs> you had me muted. I was saying thank you, thank you. I'm feeling extra good because the Ravens got the win, so that means it's for, you know, a better night in the city tonight. How about it? How about it? How about it? That's always a yeah. good thing. You know we always got rep for our Ravens. Yes, of course, of course. But I'm ready to get into this topic, though. How about it? Let's get started. So I'll start off with giving a very brief kind of, I don't know, we'll start off with telling them kind of how this came about, and then we'll go into all the details. So during the week, Shawnee's post on her Facebook page, different topics, different questions, or things she might see or know about or go through. So this week's topic happened to be about, well, what was the first post, first of all? Because I don't remember the first one. or the, I just remember it was two posts, and I started talking about one of them. Well, the first initial post was just about how nonchalant everybody is. It was like a little bit more cooler of the two posts. But then the second post came around when I was saying that, you know, um, it seems that nobody wants to invest on either side, basically, and that it just just seems like in the dating game that the men hold all the cards. So in doing so, they have this attitude where it's just like you have to not only initiate contact, you have to maintain the contact, and then when you're on the phone with them or having a conversation with them, it seems like you're driving the whole conversation. And then from there, it's like, don't even get me started on a date. So it was like, it was just like a post (laughs) that just talked about all of that, like just how it's just like, it just seems to be so sad out here as a single person. You know, I, I like being single personally, but, you know, every once in a while, 
you know, I'll dip my feet in the dating game. But then, like, every time that I go out, it's just like, wow, this is, this is essentially what I have to choose from. So it's just like that. Okay. So, all right, now, you know, well, all right, so me and Shawnee are friends, are friends through a mutual friend. So we are kind of new in our relationship. But that's all going to change because she'll know that I'm about to stalk her and harass her. But that's a whole nother story and topic for another day. Anyhow, <laughs> so I am a person where I ask a lot of questions, and that's probably why God bless me with this radio show. And I know sometimes my questions are what other people would think, like, I can't believe you asked her that. But in my defense, the only way we know is through asking questions. So Correct. I'm going to ask you some questions. And if I go too far, you can be like, all right, Stacey, for real, I'm not answering that. And it's fine with me. <laughs> okay. So, first of all, let's start off with an age range. Okay. Y'all know I record from home. So, if y'all hear me talking and fussing with my kids, please, I'm sorry. No, out of here. <laughs> Go take your shower and get ready for school tomorrow. Good night. Don't come back. All right, see, that's what you got to deal with. Hey, it is what it is. (laughs) Now, all right, so, Shawnees, what is your age range? I'm not going to ask you specifically, but when you are out dating, like, what are the age range of the men that you usually come in contact with? And, well, it depends on the scene. Like, um, say, like, if I'm at a Leonore Wine Festival, the men can range anywhere from 27 to 50. Um, if I'm out at a okay. music festival, it could be an age range from, like, 18 to 35. You know, it kind of depends on the scene. But say, mm-hmm. like, at the average, say, like, lounge or club here in Baltimore, I think you're dealing with men between the ages of maybe 25 to maybe, like, well into their 50s. Okay, so that's, good. That's, so we're not that's talking average. about a younger generation we're talking about grown people who are supposed to kind of already have it together by now. At yes. least know what direction yes. they're going with in life. Okay. Correct, correct. <laughs> All right, so then the next question is, so do you, what do you think the problem is when it comes to kind of dating in a single life? Is it more of meeting people that are single and are dating, or is it after you meet the people, what happens after that? Um, I think what's happening now is kind of a, a twofold thing. I believe that everybody kind of has, uh, number one, the options out here are kind of limited, you know, quote, unquote, because if you really buy into the stereotype that there are, you know, are more women to men, I mean, it is statistically, but at the same time, it's just kind of like it is what it is. Like, stop subscribing to that okay. because that's, that's also part of the issue. But then the other thing is mm-hmm. everybody seems to have ADD when it comes to dating. Like, you have to catch somebody's attention, like, immediately. And that's just kind of, to me, unfair. Because even if your okay. personality – 
you know, the person that wants you to be this big type of personality, five times out of ten, their personality is not as grand as they want you to be. So I think that expectations and things like that are kind of off between men and women. Okay. Okay, now, do you seem to meet more people at events that you go to? that are worth dating, or do you seem to meet more people just like everyday life, maybe coming or going to work and, you know, transportation to work, from work, at work, or at the market, or like everyday things? I seem to meet people um, more everyday um, life because I I live downtown and I'm on foot a lot, so I'm walking a lot, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm constantly in, you know, in the public, so to say. Mm-hmm. So I find that, you know, random people strike up strike up conversations with me. So I find that mm-hmm. most of, as the kids would say, my holler comes from just generally walking on the street. Okay. So now when we are going to events, now, like I said, I've been married for eight years, so I've been kind of out of that scene for a minute. But so I guess then my question would be, so if if people are having a lot of events and not saying like they are all singles events, but I would think that you would more meet more people at events because, you know, people are being more social. So is the scene kind of when you are out at events is not really a social kind of like that, or is it only designated scenes like for singles only events, something like that? No, I find that, you know, I do meet some guys when I go out to events, but I just find that most of the time when guys are out at events that sometimes they're out at, you know, in groups, or most oftentimes they're there with another woman. So sometimes mm-hmm. it might not be the it might not be the time and the place to talk to me. But it's just kind of like Baltimore is kind of like small Baltimore, so you eventually see right. these same people again somewhere right. else, again. and they end up they'll mm-hmm. approach you. So it's just kind of like you'll see them again. So right, it is what it is. So now, are there dating events for single people? Like, are they are there events where you can go out as like, and that is the theme for? that night, like, we already know we putting it out there that this is a singles event and you're coming to meet people? Do they have stuff like that? No, I mean, if they had them, I don't know about them. And I would say that I... That's something we need to start, Mm. Shawnee. Right, because, I mean, I come across a lot of events and it just seems like I know a lot of single people, but it's just no events or... When you go out to certain, like you say, events and clubs and things like that, most of the time people are in groups. So it's just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, hard to pry people away from groups. And then what I'm finding is, like, a lot of a lot of adults are reverting back to teen years. By, and I'm saying that because they're reverting back to this shy thing. And I'm just like, what you're like, if, if you're past 35 and you have children, there's no need for you mm-hmm. to be shy about anything in this world because it's like right. you, you know, you know how to navigate. Okay. 
All right. So, all right, now let's get into the topic for discussion tonight. What's the BS when it comes to men and dating? What's going on? I mean, it's just, it's just between men and women. And it's like sometimes, you know, men always say, well, women try to do this. Women try, you know, not to go with the flow. Women have these high expectations. But then you do meet some guys who kind of, you'll meet them, everything will be fine. You'll be like, okay, let's go out. And oftentimes when you go out, it's not even about bleeding a guy's pocket, so to say. It's just about the, about you know, connecting, trying to get to know them further, but it's just kind of like they shoot themselves in the foot because it's like they'll tell you one thing, well, I'm looking for this and I'm trying to do this, but their actions aren't uh, going with their words. And that's why, you know, it's kind of hard to take some of these guys out here at their words. So what I try to look at is their actions. And if their actions are telling me, you know, you're inconsistent or it's always some type of lemony snicket story. And what I mean by lemony snicket is it's always Mm -hmm. a series of unfortunate (laughs) events. Like it's always a series of unfortunate events. And I mean, life is life. And as an adult, I know that every, everything that can happen will happen. But if you're Mm -hmm. like, you're getting to know a guy and you're trying to set up a date with him I mean, one date, and every time something is coming up for you to get one date out of dude, then mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. can say what they want to say. He doesn't want to date you, or he's just trying to keep you as an option. The disconnect lies in there, and guys are like, women don't want honesty. We want honesty, but we don't want you to be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. A, you mm-hmm. know, it's a, it's a way to de- deliver honesty, and I think that you know, some guys get it wrong. Like, instead of, you know, being honest and saying, listen, I really don't know what I want. I'm kind of confused right now, you know, because that's what dating is. You're dating to get to know. You're not, you know, you're not immediately in a relationship. And I think that's where part of the disconnect comes in between men and women. All right. So, you know, I don't usually take the women's side, because I know a lot of women are emotional creatures, and I know we do a lot of stuff out of emotion and not just with dealing with the facts. But I have to agree with you on this, because I had a conversation with a gentleman this week, and the topic was because he keeps saying that he is single, which, okay, you're single, that's fine. He dates some women, and they are all kind of know his kind of thing, that he's single. Mm -hmm. But he's an asshole with it. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you, and men should be up front and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm not doing. You know, I want to chill with you, or I don't want to chill with you, or, you know, I got your number, and, you know, whatever the case may be. Don't be an asshole. Kind of just tell me what's up from the beginning. And let me make the decision on whether I want to be with it or whether I don't. So I get that part. But then, on the other hand, we women allow men to get away with too much shit before we kind of put our foot down. Mm-hmm. Now, a uh, a instance happened, and this was years ago, and I mean years, years, years ago. Um, but 
it was known that this guy beat his girlfriend. And I'm just giving this as an example because I'm trying to make a point later. So it was known. He beat his girlfriend up. On a regular, she didn't have to really do nothing. It just, that's how he was. So it was what it was. So then I ran across him some years later after that, you know, first contact with him or kind of knowing him from the neighborhood. So years went past, I saw him again, and, you know, he was like, oh, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, you want to hook up? Maybe I can take you out to dinner. I'm like, no, because I know how you roll. I know you beat women. I don't really want to go out with you. So from the initial shock and look on his face, like, what? Did you just say that to me? Yeah, I did. So the point of the story comes in now. This way it get a little tricky. I think when you call people out, <laughs> I think when you call people out on their bullshit, then they kind of, all right, let me get my mind right, because that's not really what I want to be known for. So I think when you sweep stuff under the rug and people don't say anything about what's going on, so you meet a guy and you exchange numbers, you talk to him a couple times, he flake out or he wishy-washy a couple times. I think, like, women supposed to pull a card, be like, hey, look, what's it going to be? What the, what's, what's the problem? Why are we not vibing or why are we not doing nothing or how come you haven't done this? Because then that calls them out, and they'll either have to address the issue or they'll never talk to you again. Either way, I don't really care. But right. when people don't say anything and kind of just don't say anything to the person and kind of just sit back and be like, oh, he this, or oh, he that, then, you know, you don't make that person accountable for their actions. I think, you know, I think that there definitely are women out here that actually call guys out on their on their BS, so to say. But I think that you're absolutely right that there is a larger amount of women that don't say anything because they don't rock. They don't want to rock the boat, you know. For some of them, mm-hmm. you know, a piece of something is better than nothing at all. And I'm here to tell you that a piece of something is just that, a piece. Like, it's not mm-hmm. going to last mm-hmm. long. And mm-hmm. it's not even going to be worth it. It's not even going to satisfy your appetite. So why settle for a piece? But it's just, right. you know, I I think that, you know, staggeringly, women are the ones that always seem to be held accountable for men's behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like mm-hmm. why why are we often the gatekeepers of their of their their maturation when it comes to relationships and dating? It shouldn't be that way. You know you know, like I understand that women should be accountable for their actions and calling men out, but mm-hmm. I find that it's not the other way around. Like women oh well, if you do this X, Y, and Z, then you know, maybe you can the guy will respond to this. But if the shoe was on the other foot, men are not, you know, told to be held, you know, accountable for women's behavior. You know what I'm saying? You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, like no, women disproportionately are told you should act like X, Y, and Z, and you can get this man, but men are not told to do the same thing. So it's just kind of like this thing where it's like a, a crop of dudes that's just like thinking that they these like prize unicorns out here because they don't have kids and they have X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of educated women out here with 
no, you know, no kids and make a lot of money, but you don't see them out here acting as assholey as some of these guys are. So what is the craziest thing you have heard or have seen from a guy that you were dating that made you be like, you know what, I'd rather be single. I can't with this. Well, I um, one time I met this guy on the street one day. Um, I was at one of my old favorite bars. Of, it used to be called Midtown Yacht Club. It's now called Flavor. And I was there on a football Sunday one day, and he was walking past. And we struck up a conversation. You know, vibes was there, conversation was there. We seemed to be looking for the same thing, so we decided to, you know, make a date and go to the 13th floor um, because it overlooks Mount Vernon. It gives you a, a beautiful view at night. You know, the lights come on. And it's re- you know, it's really dope. You know, you're trying to get to know somebody. You can get to know somebody over, over a beautiful view, and you know, and some drinks. So he comes to the, you know, he comes to the place. We meet up. Um, and, you know, we get to the door, and the first, I think the first red flag that popped up was when the doorman asked the guy, you know, are you paying for her cover? And, no, matter of fact, the guy actually walked straight into the place, and the bouncer was like, you know, it's a $5 cover. And dude kind of, like, looked at me like I was supposed to pay his cover. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, you know, like, I was like, no, he has himself. I'm okay for myself, you know. So at that point I had already mm-hmm. figured that it was going to be a Dutch date, you know. I'm not right. the type of woman right. that's not – I'm not going to give you the immediate stank face. I'm going to give you a second. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out, you know, I'm going to find out what's, what's really good, what's popping. I'm not going to give you the – to toss out immediately. So we go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Bartender comes up. Um, do you guys want to start a tab? And, you know, dude is him and hawing, like, uh. And then, you know, I was like, no, we can, you know, pay drink by drink. So then as, you know, we order our drinks, you know, we go to pay or whatever, I noticed that he's still doing the same him and hawing with his wallet. So I pay for my drink, you know, and didn't even offer to pay for his because at this point I'm realizing that he seems like he came on the, the date to get treated. So then I'm like, okay, okay. I, I'm not I'm not understanding what's going on here because typically if I invite a man out on a date, I'm going to pay. But if you invite me out, you're paying. So then we go you on. You really go about it? Sometimes I do. And most of the times, most of the times if I um, take a guy on a date, I don't end up paying. It's like, I'll go, I'll say, well, I have this date, and they'll be like, no, I can't let you do that. It's not always, you know, I don't think it's always about paying for the date. I just think that some guys just want to know that you're willing to put in 50-50 on the date or you're Mm -hmm. willing, you know, you're you're just as much willing to invest in a good time as they are. So... Then he went on. Then he went on to talk about how he likes to go to gay clubs because he likes to be treated like a king. And I'm just like, what? Like, and it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with. It's nothing wrong with being gay, and it's nothing wrong about you know sexuality and things like that. But to be on a date with a woman and you sit here and you admit to what you know going to a gay bar to use gay men for attention and drinks. Let me tell you, I went and said that I had to go to the bathroom. I left the bathroom and I got on the <laughs> elevator. I never went back on that date. 
I never went back on that date, oh. and you, and he definitely tried to call me again. I definitely saw him on the street again. But that's like one of the things that you you know you're not going to do on a date. Like not only were you like extra frugal on it, like I had already made the date as cheap as possible, because you know when I go out on dates with guys, I try to bear in mind that it's not always about um, dinner right. and a movie. Where you it could be how much you spend. Right. It can be a, a, mm-hmm. a non-traditional date. We can go to karaoke. We can do this. We can. We can go, you know, into a rock, rock, um, into a rock um, climbing. I don't care, but it's like it doesn't have to always be something. And it was like with the 13th floor, it was like the cover was like literally $5, and like drinks were half off, but that you really like were on this date unprepared, but like he didn't even show an inkling of any of that while we were like, you know, getting to know each other. So that was one of the wildest, like, Dates that I had ever been on, like, yeah, and to this, and to this day, like, he never like understood, like, I, you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't see what I said was wrong, and I'm like, you essentially, you know, admitted to using people for drinks, like, and you were on a date, so what were you, right? So what are you trying to use me for? You know, admission, and you know, so I find a lot of dudes out there that kind of, you know, uh, well, I like to say you have to listen to people because if you listen to them, they will tell you exactly yes. what, what's wrong with them. And not to say that everybody has something wrong with them, but in, if, you see, if you hear a reoccurring theme in somebody's stories as you're getting to know them, chances are that's their weak, that's their weak suit, you know, in uh-huh. dating. Uh-huh. Like if you get to know a guy and he calls his child's mother a bitch, Girl, you need to run. Yeah, you need to run. Yeah, because yes. it's no respect for women in that man's heart. So it's just it's things like that. Mhm. And the other thing is now I, I'm on a fence with the bitch thing because, and I know I probably should be more mature when it comes to this, but I'm so not. I'm not there when it comes to this bitch word because I use it. And I use it like I use it. Mm-hmm. I use it when I'm laughing and joking with my friends. I use mm-hmm. it if some, if me and my husband are doing something and he, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, he say something smart, I might let it rip. And it's all mm-hmm. in fun. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when it comes to men saying it, I have a whole nother perspective. So I guess I can't, you know, I can't be on offensive. I can't be like, I know he didn't just call me a B, da 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 But I let the B word rip on a mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. So I guess we got to be mindful, ladies, because what you say and what we say around each other, around people that we're just dating, then that probably gives them – the impression that we are okay with being called the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess you got to be careful about what you put out in the universe too, because somebody that's looking who don't know you, they, you know, they're getting to know you. They might see mm-hmm. that as something else. If you're out and you're dating, kind of be mindful of the things that you say, because it might come across as something else to someone else. All right. Now I'm going to give you a story. And I think it's the funniest story ever. So, 
I, when I was single, I was dating. The weirdest fucking date I have ever been on. And when I tell you this, motherfucker was weird. Oh, my God. All right, so I met a dude. I knew him through somebody else. I don't even remember all the details. Somebody else hooked me up with this guy. So go out to dinner. I drove. I had a car. He did not drive. So went and got him. We went to dinner. I don't remember where the dinner was, some restaurant. I don't really remember all the details. Get to dinner. And our conversation was about this guy that I used to date. Who he was asking me questions about a guy that I used to date. First and foremost, how do you know that I used to date him? Why do you have this information? I mean, like, and this was back in the day. This was before Facebook, before MySpace, before Instagram, before all of that. So I'm like, uh, this is weird. Why are you asking me questions about an ex? But okay, I'm not answering any of these questions. So let's move on to the next topic. Okay, that was weird in and of itself. We order our food. The food comes, and he straight just start eating his food with his hands. Like, I'm sitting at the table looking like, really, I mean, like, they gave you silverware, dude. What's going on? <laughs> Broccoli, just picking it up, putting it in his mouth. Mashed potatoes, I pick just, I love the mashed potatoes in your hand, you just put it in your mouth. All your food. Like, he literally, I was like, so, okay, I can't take this no more. Why are you not eating with a fork? Because, and he goes into this whole systematic propaganda of the United States of America, the independence of the free nation of why we shouldn't be using forks. What okay. the hell? Uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. This this day going to be real short. This going to be a one hitter or quitter. I wrapped that up real fast. I was like, oh, right, you know what? I had made plans to do something else after that. So after this, so you know, we gonna wrap this up and then we gonna get it on, moving to the next thing. And um, cause I'm about to have to be out. Oh no, I dropped <laughs> him off, and it might not even be at his house. It might have been at the corner. Bye, get out. See you later. You will never hear from me again. What the hell was that? And when I tell you after he got out the car, I was cracking up laughing to myself like, Stacey, you got yourself in the one this time. What the fuck was that? Anyhow, <laughs> people, <laughs> what the world? Okay, whatever. So, yes, I know that you are going to run into some unexpected kind of dates or some dates that's going to be like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> but I guess that's going to make, it, make the single life kind of fun a little bit because you never know what you're going to meet or who you're going to meet or what you're going to run into. You don't. And it's like, you know, I find that people take the fun out of dating because it's no way to tell the future. It's no way to expect anything, and I, I really feel as though people don't get into into the the goodness of dating, which is getting to know somebody new, you know, getting to know somebody with the intentions of possibly taking it further. And I think that people sometimes mistake dating in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you're dating, you're getting 
you're getting to know somebody to possibly get into a relationship. You know, when you're dating, right. you're not in a relationship right right off the bat. And some men and women misconstrue, you know, maybe, you know, if we go on X amount of dates, then we're together. But, no, you're actually dating to get to know people. And then, like, some often people are like, well, you know, when I'm dating somebody, I'm just dating one person. How? How is that possible? Because it's just like um, you're, you know, that's just like you're going to, you know, going to the Pimlico races and you're betting on one horse. Like, you're you're decreasing mm-hmm. your chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, and chances are mm-hmm. that this guy that you're, like, investing your all in as a woman is out here dating several women. And, you know, and I know yeah. some guys are probably like, oh, that's not true, that's not true. I mean, that is absolutely true, and it should be true for everybody until you meet somebody that you vibe with and the understanding is you're going to, you know, stop seeing other people to get to know one another further. So that's when it gets into a relationship. But I just feel like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't get there often because, you know, everybody brings their different sets of issues to the table. You know, with guys, it's all women do this, all women do this, all women do this. But at the same time, they're not acknowledging that they themselves are still bearing hurtful scars from past things. You know what I'm saying? Like you won't let somebody get, you won't let somebody get in further than this, this because they show traits of what some other woman did, and I think that's unfair because uh-huh. men, men like to say often, well, not all dudes, but y'all not doing the same thing for women. Like y'all not saying not all women because the first thing that dudes uh-huh. say, oh y'all, oh y'all females, and it's like when dudes start uh-huh. off with oh y'all females then I know I'm already tuned out because they're nine times out of ten going to say some misogynistic shit out their mouth. So right. as soon as a guy says all females, I'm like immediately not listening to you because I know you're about to say something and I'm not, your point isn't valid. Right. You know what? You just said something that I didn't think about but makes a lot of sense. When you're dating people, you're not in a relationship. You're dating people, so you should be dating more than one person, more than two people. Mm-hmm. Actually. Right. Um, until you kind of get to a a level of that dating that you decide, okay, now we're going to be in a relationship, then that's just what it is. But I never thought about it like that, and I guess you're right because when you – now, the crazy thing is, and what men don't know this, and I've had a conversation with – I do a thing called barbershop talk in which I go to a barbershop and I kind of throw questions out, you know, say what, mm-hmm. you know, whatever is going on in today's world, topics, politics, whatever. Um, and so men have a perception that Can you hear me? Okay. Hello? Because my screen, I'm here. My screen just blinked out, so I wanted to make sure I was still on the radio part. Um, So, you know, in talking to men, men kind of put women in a category or they say, you know, they want this, that, and the other out of a woman. But a lot of times you kind of have to look at the overall picture. 
So, yeah, you might want a woman that does this, 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 and this. But are you willing to forego some of the other things that you want out of a woman because they have the main things? Or, you know, because you're never going to meet a man or a woman that meets all of your expectations. That's right. impossible. Right. Right, absolutely. When you meet people, I think you kind of the, – the, Important. The things that are most important to you, those are the th- qualities or the things that you look for. But kind of put your guard down on the other things that's not really that important. So if you definitely want a person that believes in God and goes to church, okay, then you should be looking for a person that has that at least basic thing. Now, your height requirement or your weight requirement or your this requirement or your that requirement might can fall back a little bit. But you at mm-hmm. least want a person to have, you know, moral guidelines or what have you. So, no, I agree. I totally agree. I think but, our but expectations us. of the opposite sex has to be realistic, and we should expect – we shouldn't expect more from the other person than we expect from ourselves. Right. That That is absolutely correct. And, uh, and also, I mean, you know, to chime in on your point is – I don't I don't think often people know exactly what it is that they want outside of the physical attributes. So I think once they get mm-hmm. the physical attributes that they like, like, oh, girl, he got to be 6'2", oh, girl, he got to be chocolate, oh, girl, he got to be this, or, ooh, dude, she got to have a fat ass or she got to have a degree. But once you get past that and once you obtain that, what else do you want? Mm-hmm. And then I think that that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people get lost because they don't, have a top five. Oh, I want somebody that's God-fearing. I want somebody that's goal-oriented. I want somebody that's loyal. I don't think those things come into people's mind because they just want the basic needs. Oh, I want somebody that's employed. Oh, I want somebody that's, that is this, you know, something that is material, but it doesn't link into their, you know, their heartstrings. What are, what are your love languages? How do you, do you, mm-hmm. you know, do you tell people how to treat you? Do you show people how to treat you? So I just think that oftentimes people are, you know, it, it's true that we as, as you know, as men are, and women are initially attracted to the physical. But once you kind of get there, it has to be something else that kind of keeps you in the situation. Yep. And I think, yep, yep. I, and I think that, and I think that most of the time when these dudes are out here fawning after like, you know, video vixens and, you know, and these chicks that, you know, the hottest chicks in the clubs and things like that. It's like once they obtain them, it's just kind of like, what do I do now? Or, okay, right. mm-hmm. you know, where we go now? And, you know, most of the time it just dissolves. So I think that, you know, people need to be out here dating with realistic expectations, you know, where, you know, women should realistically you know, have an understanding of men and what, you know, and what, you know, what these guys that they, that they put on these pedestals are about. And on the inverse, men should really, you know, kind of take the time to get to know somebody, you know, because I'm I'm in a, a single, I'm in a single group and, you know, the guy that created this group on Facebook wanted to keep it kind of balanced and keep it half and half. But I'll say that, you know, 
it's only several dudes that are vocal in the group, and there's only like several type of you know type of women type you know women that are vocal in the group too. So you only see certain people that are active all the time. So it just seems like the same people are going after the same people, and then you're just like, are there any? really successful dates popping off in here if everybody wants to be cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like dating out here is kind of like crazy. It is crazy. And it's so crazy that my most recent ex, he often comes back and does wellness checks on me. Because <laughs> he he can he can say that it's for my wellness, but I know it's for his wellness because I know what I brought to the table. You know, I brought loyalty. <laughs> You knew that I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, you knew that I wasn't out here just, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. the queen of the turn up. You know, don't get me wrong. I like to have a good time, but I'm not in the street 24-7. Right. Or you know right. my mind state. You know my maturation level. You know, you know, you don't have to worry about certain things. And I think he's realizing that now, you know. So he's like, you know, he might. He, go ahead. I'm sorry. I say this to people all the time. When you're looking for a companion, a soulmate, a friend, someone to kick it with, you have to find someone who knows how to be bored. Mm-hmm. Being bored is a good thing. Being bored comes with maturity, like you said. Some things, like my husband knows, some things he doesn't have to worry about. He know I'm not going to cheat on him. If I'm bored, I'm not going to be bored. I ain't had nothing else to do, so I went, and I went out. And, well, it happened while I was out. I'm not doing that. If I'm bored, I'm going to sleep. That's number one. First of all, I'm very seldom bored. That's not my mindset. I got way too much stuff going on in my life, and I'm always busy to be bored. So if you find a a person of the opposite sex, and they said they bored, really, as an adult, you bored? I mean, what what does your life consist of that you have even the time to be bored? Right, because as an adult, it's always something to do, always. Like you always, you're on to the next. You you're you should be trying to build something. You working on a four hundred one k. You trying to go on vacation. You trying to get a passport. As an adult, I mean, like I can I can get with that. Like as an adult, you should never be bored. I mean, now granted, you might say you want to do something fun, but right. You you know right. you should never be bored as an adult. Like there mm-hmm. is tons mm-hmm. of like literal things that you could be doing. Right. Read a book, you know. Pick up another yep. skill. A- Amazon and Apple have different types of free yes. courses you can take. So you should never be bored. You can practice. I'm gonna have to right. adopt that, Stacey. How about it? All right. So we have a caller, and they have a question or a comment. So we're gonna patch them in. You are on with Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacy. Make me feel it. <laughs> Stacey, hey, hey. Hey, girl, how you doing? Good, Shonda. Now, look, I've been waiting to talk so long, I forgot what I wanted to um, <laughs> say, but it was in reference. To, it was in, no, seriously. It was in reference to um, what the young lady spoke about. Um, oh, shoot. Um Lord, now I'm going to block freeze here about um, people not wanting, knowing what they want in um, mm-hmm. relationships. And then I think what happens with women, a lot of women settle. 
you know, mm-hmm. and I confess mm-hmm. to doing that too. In my earlier days, I settled so much, or the wood was good, and and when once once that's all said and done, when you really find out that his feet stink, <laughs> he a low life, and this that, and that, you caught up with your emotions. You caught up in the the physical mm-hmm. that you're like, this boy ain't worth a daggone. But right. you suck. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people ask me, why are you why are you saying when well, I'm 45? And guess what? I'm happy. As long mm-hmm. as I'm happy with me, I'm good. So people mm-hmm. ask me, why are you single? Now at 45, well, I knew a couple of years um, earlier. Now, but at 45 now, still to this day, I know that I have a choice now. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go mm-hmm. Joe Blow. I don't have to go with the one with the best wood. No, I have a choice. And I was, mm-hmm. and I, I said this with um, Stacy a while back. I was dating this guy, and I said to him, one day I'm dating. You know what he said to me? He was like, oh, well, I can't date you because, you know, you're dating too many women. Men, I mean, men. So I said, well, that's what dating is. He said, well, mm-hmm. I can't date and I date all these men. And the young, and when the young lady on um, the speaking that said um, men can't handle it, it's true. But it's, it's so funny because I'm a good woman and he sees what I do because, you know, we went out, we have a great time. He is such a gentleman and he's not the best looking thing walking, but his heart is good. <laughs> I don't go mm-hmm. for him. He is such a gentleman. Even if we, if I drive my truck and he drives his, he follows me home. We stop at the gas station. Mm-hmm. He fills my truck up, follow me home, kiss me goodbye and go on about his business. I'm like, oh, that's some new stuff right here. So I, I always mm-hmm. told him, but it went sour because you were so busy focused on the other men, but you already, you just didn't know you had your foot all the way in the door. Yeah. All the way in the door. Mm-hmm. But she dropped the ball because you was worried about Joe Blow. But now mm-hmm. he's coming back in the midst of the circle, and I'm like, I'm feeling like him because I know I'm a good woman. But you went with this so-and-so, and now mm-hmm. you want to come back with me? I know what she's about, so I don't want you now. You you should have got me when you had the opportunity because you had me at at day one. Mm-hmm. He had, but he just didn't know it. And a lot of men cannot take a woman dating. I said dating doesn't mean I'm sleeping with everyone. I'm half of a man even getting it, not even sniffing it. So you don't even have to worry about me going anywhere because that's what right. I'm doing when dating. You mm-hmm. worrying about what mm-hmm. somebody else isn't even getting. You, this boy don't even open the door for me. And I say boy because boys don't open doors. Men right. do. Mm-hmm. Men, men mm-hmm. don't hold up our door. Men, when I say this boy, this man is a pure gentleman, a pure gentleman. And I always told him, I said, boy, you was the ideal guy. He's 6'3". I'm five foot, I'm five foot even. And I never dated mm-hmm. tall guys. That one right there. Anytime I take you home to mama, boy, you in. <laughs> I have to make a comment because a lot of, I mean, a lot of men can't handle it, but they can date this one, this one, and that one. But when we say mm-hmm. we don't, it's a problem. And right. most of them really don't know what they want. And one more thing, and then I'm going to shut up. I went on a date last night. A guy I met maybe three weeks ago. Okay, and I love a guy that loves to dance, that loves to hold a woman's hand, all that. And I've been stressing because mom's been sick or whatever. And he said, you know what, I'm going to relieve your stress. I'm going to take you out. And I said, yeah, he's fooling around. He ain't taking me nowhere. Now, and this is the point of what I'm speaking on right now. Now, he, he doesn't have a car. 
at the time he, he now this is go back to what the young lady said with these guys bringing up all these stories about reasons why they can't and this and that. I said, it's not a problem. If you want to take me out, I can come pick you up. I can do that. It's not a problem. I'm not that kind of um, woman. I picked them up. We went to the movies. After the movies, we went to this nice little restaurant lounge, which the ambiance was really nice. It was a real chill spot, and boy, no problem. But he lost points. He never opened my door. When I went to approach the door, I looked back at him. He looked at me. Go ahead, babe. I said, oh, okay, that's okay. <laughs> He never, and I even bullcrapped around in the car because I said, okay, we're going to walk around to my side and open this car door. Never opened that door. So although we had a nice time tapping the toes, talking, lounging, and all, he lost points. He lost all of the brownie points because you didn't show me that I was that queen. So I would Mm -hmm. never treat you like a king. And you know he had the audacity to say. If I wasn't tired and I had to, I had, I, if I didn't have to promote this show to, tomorrow and this, that, and the other, um, I would have stayed with you last night. No, no, oh, no, would you? No, no, <laughs> no, Let's talk them breaks right now. Oh, I said, no, you himself. Right. I said, you look good. He looked like a baby Rick Ross. But I said, baby, no, you wouldn't. I said, I'm, I'm not that woman. And he was like, oh, you play? No, I'm not playing. I'm dead serious. But I just wanted to, you know, hit my two cents in because you know this is my topic today. <laughs> <laughs> How about but it? You know, and you actually remember to listen this time. Oh. I know. <laughs> and look, I was sitting here thinking, now what number do I press in because I want to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, no, but you now, know, I, so I got a question for you. For who? So Me? if he did everything for you, LaShonda. Okay. So he did everything else right. You enjoyed yourself. You said uh-huh. you enjoyed yourself. Good conversation. Right. So why can't so if you said to him, all right, so from now on, I'm gonna need you to open doors and you know be more of a gentleman because those are the things I like. If he did those things, how you think it would go any further? Oh no, they wouldn't have went further that night. He would have got another date. And no, he no, 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 I, no, no, no. I don't mean any further like getting the drawers. We already know that's out. That's not what we do. I mean, like as far as another date. Oh yes, he he definitely would have got another date because I love. Oh my God, everything else about him is fine. Everything else about mm-hmm. him is fine. He just don't. He ain't opening no doors, baby. You can forget it. He held my hand, which I think that's a little, um, I I think when guys, you know, hold women's hands, that's some little type of little intimate, like he's not ashamed to hold your hand. He's not a punk about it. You know what I'm right. saying? Because mm-hmm. right. the homeboys see him holding my hand or caressing my hair, playing right. in my lock. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. And, you know, when you let the locks down, I, yeah, go ahead. You can play in them. <laughs> So let me, let me ask you. I like for everybody to be attentive with me. Yes. But yes. let me ask you a question. So do you think that the reason why men say they don't want to date a woman that's dating several dudes um, is is because when they date several different women, they having sex with all of them? Well, I, yes, I think that's the case. And then men can never wrap their um, brain around a woman. Even when a woman cheats on a man, they can't never, ever 
wrap their brain around the fact that, okay, she stepped out me. I got to go behind this dude. Most men don't forgive a woman when they cheat. But it's not cheating. I'm dating. You have no mm-hmm. right to cheat yet. Right. But once I say, oh, okay, we're going to make this thing monogamous or whatever, then, yeah, Sean, I got to shut it down. It's just for you. Right. But, I mean, I think they are just afraid of being hurt. But, mm-hmm. you know, me, I'm an open book. Let's discuss this thing. If you got issues, bring it right. to the table. We're only talking about it this one time. So once you lay it down, lay it down, and we're moving forward. Right. And that was the guy's issue that, you know, that came back into my life, you know, recently. You know, he couldn't wrap his head around. I said, well, why are you worried? You haven't even got it. So what are you worried about for? And that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. As long as I ain't sleeping with you, I don't care if you chose over me. I ain't leaving right. nothing. I didn't give right. you any parts of me. And that's just how I look at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guys can't wrap their brain around that, that fact. Mm-hmm. Right. It's definitely a double standard. Right. It definitely is a double standard. It is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so Baby Rick Ross, if you're listening out there, if somebody know who Baby Rick Ross <laughs> is, I'm going to need you to start opening doors, Robert, so you can get another date at Hey, Stop so playing games. Don't even worry, because we lost yeah. He was a little tipsy last night. So, see, I want you to be at an open mind when I had this discussion, because I don't want you to say, oh, I don't remember you saying that. Did you say that? Oh, I was messed up. Oh, no, boy. I'm going to wait till you're yeah. sober. Uh-huh. And I'm going right. to bring you to you. Right. And these right. are grown men. These are, these are not men under 30, 35. I'm talking about 47, 50 okay. years old. They still ain't got it. Oh, they yeah, they should know better by now. Come on. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The other thing is, and I say this again, it's because some women or not enough women have told them that that's what we need as women. We need you to open up the doors for us, fellas. We need you to hold our hands when we want dates. That's what we want. That's what we like. Just do it. How hard is it? It's not going to kill you. All right, so thank you for calling in, LaShonda. You know I love you. Mwah, 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 mwah. Love you, too. Love you, too. Shawnice, what you think? I, you know, I think that she has some very valid points. I think that when it comes to dating, that there are different, you know, expectations and there are different rules when it comes to different genders. I definitely think that when it comes to men and women dating, that, um, there are definitely two sets of goals. And, you know, and if a guy if a guy tells a woman, oh, well, I can't date you if you're dating other, other men, it's basically you're telling me that you're sleeping with, you're basically telling me you're sleeping with all of the women that you're dating because essentially you're, put, you're, you're putting me in that same thing that you're doing. So it's just kind of like, I just, I think that's just kind of messed up. And, you know, oftentimes that's not the case. Or it's another projection thing because, you know, as some men think, okay, if I put out for this date, then this chick is going to put out for whatever. And that's not often the case. So, you know, that's just, I don't know, that's just a different, that's just another Mm -hmm. gap in the expectation when it comes to dating. But I wanted to speak on something else that she was talking about. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Not the, it was the it was it was part of it was you know men and women's thoughts when it comes to you know dating and putting all their eggs in one basket. But what I wanted to also talk about is 
why is it so hard for guys to communicate their emotions? Like, because you have these emotions, it's not because you're less than. And I have my theory on that. But it's only, my theory is men, some men, some men don't want to emote because of the way that they treat women in relationships when they get emotional. Heartache, mm-hmm. heartache, mm-hmm. heartache hurts. Heartache hurts. When somebody mm-hmm. betrays you, it hurts. When somebody lies to mm-hmm. you, it hurts. So it's all a part mm-hmm. of the emotion. And because I'm emoting about it does not negate my feelings or the facts of the of the situation. And I think that that's one thing that guys do that I just can't clap my hands to. You're not going to make me feel bad or you're not going to listen to what I'm saying because I'm being emotional mm-hmm. about it. No, what you did to me hurt. As you know, mm-hmm. because of the, the decisions that you made, this is the consequence. This is the effect. And just because I'm being emotional about it, you're going to negate it. And I feel like that kind of drives some guys to not want to open up to these same women that they kind of make feel bad because they're being emotional mm-hmm. about, you know, something. So I I think I think there's a lot a lot that goes into that. But I think one of the main reasons is so in the um I'm a Christian, I believe in God. Um, but in the Muslim religion, they actually have men who teach the younger boys how to be men. There's not another religion that I know of and I could be wrong if I'm wrong feel free to correct me on this even if you're listening on the radio if you're listening on the phone if they if I'm wrong you can correct me I don't mind being wrong but I don't think there's another religion that actually teach our young men our young boys how to be men how to think like a man how to act like a man and how to become one with your emotions so because for so long we teach our little boys starting at a young age, stop crying. Only girls cry. You're acting like a punk. So they have to learn how to suppress those emotions. As they're growing up, if they show emotions, you acting gay or you acting like a girl, you acting like a female. So they learn how to suppress those emotions. As men, because they've been told all their lives that if you show emotion and you don't act this way, then you're kind of acting soft or you're acting like a girl, they never come to grips, accept, and become one with the emotions that they have. So they don't know how to communicate them and communicate them well. So if they're feeling emotional about something, they feel some kind of way about something, then they only know to act out or they only know to argue, or they only know to fuss, or they only know to fight, because for so long we teach, we teach our boys not to communicate about their emotions, not to say, you know what, you made me feel this kind of way when you did this, or when you did this, it made me feel this. They never learned that, but women learned that from the beginning. If you're mad about something, don't use your hands. Use your mouth. Tell people, Mm. you made me feel like this when you did that. So we teach women to be kind of submissive. You know, don't act like this when you're mad. Talk about it. We teach men, don't talk about it when you're mad. Do this. Suppress it. So you get it? 
That's mm-hmm. why we have a whole bunch of emotional men running around here acting crazy because they don't know how to talk about their emotions and still be manly. But at the same time, at what point do you want to do better? Well, at what point do you want to be better? Like, at what point do you want better? Because what I'm finding is that people, not just women, not just men, people are in this constant state of victimization, always. Mm-hmm. Always something mm-hmm. being done to them. But at the mm-hmm. at the core of it, what are you doing to your mental health? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing yep. in the terms of self-care? What do, don't you want to be in a better, happier mind state? And happy is just not solely connected to material things. It's just like, what, no. are you talking? Are you talking to somebody else outside of your family, your best friend? Because that's not a therapist. Mm-hmm. That's not right. a therapist. Mm-hmm. That's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think people get that. At what point do you want better? Like, you can't always, like, other people can't always be the problem. Like, I, you know, and yep. I understand it, and I realize that men and women are raised totally different. It's a switch that goes off where it's like all of the things that you were taught was mm-hmm. just, a, a, it's like a template. Then it's on you to right. kind of add to your operating mm-hmm. system from there. Like you're constantly, like with your phone, your phone mm-hmm. is constantly getting updates to run these apps. Mm-hmm. Your body needs mm-hmm. updates, updates to your mental, yep. updates to your heart, updates to your physical, mm-hmm. updates to your spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I think that while you're out here dating, you have to also kind of, you know, date yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to yes. give to yourself because you're so busy out here trying to give to these other people. You're giving them to it physically, you know, oh, I want to kill him, oh, I want to slay. You're giving it to mm-hmm. him mentally, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to do this because you're already putting thoughts in your outfit. So you kind of have to date mm-hmm. yourself. And I realize that a lot of people don't do that. So when it comes to giving somebody else attention, they don't know mm-hmm. how to give somebody else attention because they don't know how to give themselves attention. I agree. I agree. One of the things I tell people all the time is until you make yourself happy, how are you going to know how somebody else is supposed to make you happy? So you have to find out all the things about yourself, things that you like, things that you don't like, things that you want to change, things that you absolutely need to stay the same. So your moral, your foundation, what you believe, what you won't, you know, kind of be shaken on, those are your moral grounds. You keep those because that's going to guide you throughout life. But some things that you need to change is you always have to change your outlook because things that you might have believed in for 10 years, somebody's going to say something or you're going to see something or you're going to do something and that's going to make you question that. You should always question yourself on the things that you believe because your change, your change is coming all the time. The person that I was seven years ago is not the same person that I am now. The person that I am, I was five years ago is not the same person that I am. So if if a time period goes past, let's say one year, you should not be the same exact person that you were last year you are today. That means there's no growth. 
Right. We always have to change. We always have to question ourselves. We always have to, you know, kind of take into consideration what we think, how we think, um, what made us think about this stuff. So as a child, I grew up going to church. We went to church from Wednesday to Sunday. It was Wednesday um, Bible study. It was Thursday choir rehearsal. It was a Friday night service. Then we got a break on Saturday. Sunday morning, we was there for, you know, Sunday school. We had a morning service. We ate at the church. We had an evening service. Oh, we went to But all the things that I learned in church as I got older, some things I might have thought, okay, this is how I'm supposed to live my life. But as I got older, I was like, you know what? Am I really serving God by doing it this way? Or am I serving man because man see me doing it this way and so I get all the congratulations or you go to church every Sunday or you do this. But the other thing that I found out is I don't really need to go to church every Sunday. I know, you know, some people think you should go to church every Sunday, but instead of one of those Sundays going to church, I'm going to take some food down to these homeless people, and I'm going to sit, and I'm going to give them some good food, and I'm kind of going to have a conversation with some homeless people who don't really have people that will sit down and actually talk to them and kind of figure out what's going on in their world. Isn't that a blessing from God? Isn't that me doing God's work? God didn't say you have to go to church every Sunday, but God did say that you're supposed to look out for the less fortunate. You're supposed to give unto yourself. You're supposed to treat people the way you would want to be treated. So a lot of times I think we kind of get caught up in what we think being adult should look like. Right. But we lose track of as we become adults, we should be growing. We should be blooming. We should be flourishing. We should be changing. We should be doing more stuff to help other people, and it shouldn't always be about us. Right. That's why when people, you know, come to me and say, you know, Shanice, you changed. You know what? I hope I did. I hope I did change. Yeah. Because if I stay the yeah. same, I, you know, what growth, what am I learning? I'm not learning anything. I'm just, I would be in a perpetual state of the same, you know, making mm-hmm. the same mistakes, going through the same issues, going through the same things. So when people say that you change, take that as a sign that you that's are, you know, you, you know, that's a good thing. You know, all changes, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes all change isn't good, but if somebody is saying that you change, you know, take that as a sign of growth. And maybe that person has not changed, and so they're saying that you're no longer the turn-up queen, and now you're actually doing some stuff that's going to regulate your mind and get you to think about some things other than turning up, then, yes, if those people are saying that you've changed, then you should be looking at yourself like, well, all right now, I'm getting somewhere. Right, because, you know, sometimes, yeah, oftentimes the people that say that you change are, you know, the people that, you know, you change, the only thing that you change, well, the the thing that they say is the only thing that changes is the way that you let them treat you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or you're mm-hmm. not doing this, you're not doing the things that they want you to do, so you've changed yeah. the way, you know, essentially you've changed the way that you related to them. Absolutely. All right, so Shawnice, we got to take a commercial break to pay some bills, And then when we come back, we only have 35 minutes. 
So we're going to wrap it up, and then you're going to let me pick your brain a couple more times and ask you some questions. And if anyone else wants to call in, if you're listening from the radio, sick, I mean, if you're listening from the radio, mm-mm. <laughs> if you're listening from the computer, <laughs> the telephone number is 646-929-0630. Press 1 to speak. So we're going to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be wrapping it up for tonight. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, it's Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana. A family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire. We're going to have to talk to the owners of that radio station, because that is the longest, boringest commercial ever. Anyhow, Shanice, you with me? Hello, Shanice, you're with yes, me? Yes, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, all right. We're gonna have to work we're gonna have to talk to the owners of the radio station. That is the longest boringest commercial ever in life in the history of commercials. The turn up is not real on that commercial. All right. So we only got thirty two minutes left. First of all, thank you, Shanice, for being on the show with me and chopping it up. You've no been problem. great and I always appreciate the conversation. It's always something thought worthy. And I love that you are a fellow city knight. So all our city yeah. people, we always representing, we always coming with a good conversation, and I love talking to you guys. All right, now, the conclusion of the show, our last 32 
minutes. First question is, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I did not touch on or I didn't talk about or I didn't ask you about? Um, no, I think we, you know, we pretty much covered, like, what's going on in the state of dating and things like that, you know, when it comes to dating, like attitudes and, you know, the disconnect and things like that. So I think we covered, we covered a lot of ground. All right. The next thing is we really going to need to find out how we can um, start doing some singles events around town, um, even if it's a little happy hour, a couple hours, you know, in the evening, where just all single people, that's serious. Like, I have a problem with people who say they single just to use that as an excuse to fuck a bunch of bitches. Like, well, really? you know, Seriously? you know, I understand it. No, single is single, and I get it. If you're single and that's you, that's what you're doing, then that's fine. Do you? But if you're single and you're looking for a meaningful relationship, these are the type of events that I want to have. Well, you know, it, it's funny because you say, you know, how some people kind of like fake single. It's like this this term that they use, and they call it internet singles. Because it's just kind of like everybody on an internet appears to be single, you know what I'm saying? But in real life, they're mm-hmm. like in relationships or they're in situationships. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely have to be single, not just out here, like you said, mm-hmm. just looking for, you know, new fuck buddies, you know, so to say. Because, you know, like I said, I'm in this like singles group and it's like, um, some of the guys come off as very sincere, you know, and trying to get to know, you know, people. But then, you you know, you have other guys that just, you know, they're not seriously looking for anybody. And it's just kind of like another source of entertainment or just another, you know, stream to divers, you know, diversify their, you know, their fuck buddy. So it's just kind of like, you know, people have to be serious about it. So that's, like, one of the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of planning, like, single type events because you really can't control mm-hmm. the flow of, you know, who's really right. there to actually, you know, meet a potential, you, you know, I mate. I wish it was some kind of way where in order to come to the event, we had to know something about your home life, who you live with. <laughs> right. Right, if you live with is. your baby mother, you're not single. I don't care Man. what you say. She only staying here because we only Listen. together because we Listen. just waiting because. No, 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 no. They, you need to I'm be going... single, have your own apartment, have your own car, and a nine-to-five in order to attend. We need to check your those, credentials. Those are the type of dudes that I was just talking about. Those are the dudes that are in situationships. Like, you know, yeah. they're they're in these complacent relationships, but they, you know, it's that, that codependency there. So it's just kind of like nobody's mm-hmm. moving out of the situation. So they're acting like mm-hmm. they're single. So, you know, I, you know, jokingly, I told one of my friends, you know, the next time a guy tries to holler at me and I know that he has a girl, I'm like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to holler at the girl. Like, you know, yeah. being facetious. But it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, if a guy says, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just in a situation or, you know, we just roommates, well, you know, let me ask mm-hmm. let me ask your baby mother, do she know that you're single? Or right. let me ask your girlfriend, right. do she know that you're single? Because it's definitely dudes that's still out here 
you know, on a prowl, but you know, you know, that would go playing back a lot to some women. Right, playing a lot of games, but some people would be like, well, you know, women allow it, but I mean, oftentimes, you don't know that these guys are in whole relationships until right. after the fact. Or so, it could be, you know. Tell his baby mother, call your phone playing games or post right, something on your because, timeline. Right, because this is something else that dudes are out here doing. And even though you're not in a relationship, they're doing all kinds of boyfriend-type shit. Like, out here, mm-hmm. like, really doing boyfriend-type shit. Like, you're not interested mm-hmm. in me other than sleeping with me, but you want to drop me off at my job, you want to pick me up, you want to ask me, you know, you mm-hmm. text me all through the day, you know, you want to see mm-hmm. me on vacations, you want me to meet your family, you know, things like that. And that's just like sending mixed signals, but, you know, you're not putting a title on it. And that, you know, that kind of burns me up when some guys like, you know, why can't women just flow? And I'm like, there has to be something already established in order for it to flow. And I find that when people say they just wanted to flow, they just want to live in that, like, gray area when it comes yep. to dating. Like, yep. no communication. Yep. So the first minute they that somebody the job, else. They just don't want the time. Right. Like, the first minute that a misunderstanding comes into play, it's just kind of like, oh, you got to accept any behavior because we really didn't mm-hmm. kind of speak about that. And mm-hmm. that's another thing that I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, we go wrong you know, in trying to date people, um, we don't exactly communicate, you know, efficiently. What your you know, expectations we're, are. Right. We, we're so busy not trying to rock the boat. You know, we're just trying to get in the door that we don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, let the real person lose. You know, in some cases, you don't want to let the real person lose because it's just kind of like, you know, damn, well, you know, how would they think if they knew that I had this view? you know, on mm-hmm. on something that they didn't, you know, that they didn't like. You know, we right. don't want to rock the boot, so to say. But, you know, if, hey, you, with, if anybody knows me, I've been rocking the boats. From the first time anyone ever meets me, I'm rocking the boats. I'm saying how I feel. I'm feeling how I'm saying it. And I think when you meet people, you meet the representative. You meet who mm-hmm. they want you to think they are. So until you actually meet who the real person is, you kind of walk that fine line. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of probably too blunt, and I probably messed up. I ain't gonna say messed up. I think it was what it was because I'm not gonna act a certain way. I'm gonna let you know what I like, what I don't like up front, and I'm kind of gonna be myself up front because I want to break you in early. This is what you're gonna mm-hmm. have to deal with. So I'm letting you know who it is right now, up front. I'm not going to put on no ads. I'm not going to act, okay, I'm this way and okay, I'm that way. I'm letting you know up front, off the break because I don't have type, time for them type games. If you like mm-hmm. it, cool, we're going to move on. If you don't like it, that's still cool. I'm not the person for you. Keep it moving, bro. We good. And every time mm-hmm. I see you, I'm going to speak to you. Hey, what's going on? What's, how you been? What's going on in life? You good? But it just means you're not the person for me. So stop putting on fronts, people. Eventually, we're going to find out who you are eventually. You can't put on a poll and you can't let me meet the representative after six months. After six months, then the representative gets tired of being a representative and the true you come out. And then I find out that you're an asshole after six months. And come on, I could have found that out six weeks in and we could have already nipped this in the bud. Right. 
All right, so question. How long do you think you should be dating before you um before you even move into a relationship status? Or if you're in a relationship status, how long should you be dating before you need to be putting a ring on it? Well, I think that, yeah, I think it just depends. It depends on what you're looking for at the time or how your relationship is flowing. I mean, because, you know, sometimes you'll link up with somebody and the attraction is there, you know, you're connected, you know, your communication is great and things are moving great. So, you know, after three months, some people are in relationships, you know what I'm saying? But then like some people, mm-hmm. you know, I've been hearing that some people actually wait almost a year before they're in a relationship seriously, you know, because some people want to, um, you know, see their potential girlfriend or boyfriend mm-hmm. do different holidays, you know, they want to see them at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. They want to see them in stressful situations. So I definitely can see the plus side to, you know, wanting to wait a year. But definitely, mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship for more than two to three years, I think that it's time to put a ring. Like when I hear people that have been the, in like twelve year really twelve year relationships, yeah, I'm just kind of like, still boyfriend and girlfriend, stop playing. After five years, you still boyfriend and girlfriend. Come on, what kind what kind of games you playing? Either we gonna get married or we not. And if right. we're not getting married, then it's time for you to go your way and I go mine. I'm not going to be comfortable with some, being somebody's girlfriend living in the same house with them and we doing everything as a married couple, but you're not trying to make that commitment. And it's been five years. Come on, stop playing games, y'all, for real. Right. That's ignorant. Right. Like, you can act like you um, know. You don't know. Right. Oh, you know. <laughs> All right. Side chicks, what you think? We got 20 minutes. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I just think, um, listen, I think that people only do what's readily available to them. And like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I think that some people – or as your friend also said, some people just settle. And I think that a lot of women that are out here, you know, out here being side chicks and side chicks and proud of it, it's just what's available to them at this moment. And then other times mm-hmm. it's just some women just are emotionally unavailable. And being mm-hmm. a side chick, you know, it gets them a certain level of attention. And then most of the time, if you're some dude side chick, then, you know, you know, the word on the street is, you know, he taking you, you know, so it's a mutual type relationship for some, you know, for some, you know, from reality TV that, you know, they make a good living mm-hmm. off of being a side chick. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's been, it's definitely out here being glorified, you know, when you look at, you know, uh, you know what's going on in trends in society and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as Laura, my good friend, would say, get it how you live. How about it? So my opinion on it is I'm kind of on the fence. I don't really know what I think about it. Um, first and foremost, I'm married. So 
if a dude is married, and this is my thought when I was single. When I was single, if a dude is married, he is off limits. I have done enough stuff in my life that I need to repent for. I'm not adding that to the list when I go talk to God at the end. I'm not doing that. So if you marry, you off limits. If he has a girlfriend, oh, game on. That's her problem, not mine. So eh, I don't know. Side chicks these days are kind of living a good life. If you think about it, they get to deal with men when they feel like dealing with them. They get to turn up man. They get the fun time. They get the man that's, you know, all he's trying to do is have a good time. So you getting right. drinks, you getting food, and taking places, and you right. don't have to worry about all the emotional stuff that come with it. I don't know. Right. Side chicks sound like a good job in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you don't, if you don't want nothing, I mean, I would say, like I said, it's it's ideally for you know, not saying it's for anybody, but I mean, ideally, it's for the young and it's for. It's for those that, you know, that's what they that's what their life is about. If right. their life is about to turn up, then mm-hmm. I mean more power more power to you, but just know that eventually it's gonna have to what come to an end. What you put out in the universe right. What you put out in the universe is ultimately gonna come back. Karma that bitch is a bad motherfucker. Yes. And you get it back tenfold, so it's just kind of yeah, like you can you have your fun. Come back to you how you put it out. Right, you can have your fun, but just know that it's going to pop back up somewhere. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. I agree. I agree. And so now, where do we go from here, Miss Shanice? Do we have a singles uh, conversation? Do we need to have this a monthly conversation about singles? What's going on in our singles? Um, world and how we can get our single people to not be single no more so that we won't have a, it's always going to be single people whether oh, by yeah. choice or by oh, yeah. force. or by circumstance yep right so we're going to have to figure out how we what we going to do with this segment how we going to bring it monthly and what we going to do so that we can have our singles our true singles who are really looking for love, how we can get them going and moving in the right direction to meet up with some people that hopefully will make a good, happy couple. So this Most is something definitely. we're gonna have to work on. Most definitely. We're gonna put it we're gonna put it out in the universe and hopefully the powers that be will um be hearing us and kinda of throw something our way where we can have a good venue and a good maybe one night a month where singles can come out and and the act, and we can have some fun. Make it fun. Change the game up a little bit. Mhm. Most right, definitely, that right, would be right. that would be very good. <laughs> all right, so we have come to the end of our show again. If you guys want to come to the play, which is Saturday the twenty fourth, tickets are on sale. We only have a limited amount, so please, please, please get your tickets this week. The tickets are fifteen dollars in advance and twenty dollars at the door. The play starts at five. Vendors will be set up at four. Um, make me feel it. Radio airs every Sunday night from seven to nine. If you need a link to any of the updates, uh, my email address is Stacy L. Ferguson seven seven at gmail dot com. Send me an email. I'd be glad to uh, send you out the links to all the things that are happening around our city. Uh, 
And that is it for us tonight, Miss Shanice. It's been wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for gracing me thank with you your presence. Thank you for having me Absolutely. on. And we're going to have to get the crew together. Maybe we can do something um, all together with us chopping yeah. it up. Because I always love hanging out with you guys. The conversations are always awesome. So we're going to have to yeah. figure out how to get the crew together on a Sunday night. And we're going to have to uh, film live. Yes. Yeah. All right, honey, boo-boo child. I'm out of here. <laughs> This All is right, the end of the night. show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Shanice. You've been great. You too. Thanks for having me. No problem. Good night, everyone.